Okay, are you recording? Welcome to the Howie Games Artist Series. Player profile questions for a man that, with his wife, was behind the biggest travel books in the world, Lonely Planet. His name is Tony Wheeler. Tony, how are you going? Very well. Righto. Tony, for a man that's travelled the world, what is your favourite food? <laughs> Look, uh, you know, that in the end you sort of come back to comfort food and we were in a mm. restaurant last night that was comfort food and, I, you know, you don't get any more comfortable than Italian and I, I do, I like travelling in Italy and Italian food is um, comfort. Can you cook? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a limited repertoire, and if it's going to take okay. more, if it's going to take more than fifteen minutes, forget it. So, of this limited repertoire, if you are trying to impress someone, they're coming round to your place, and you're putting on your number one dish, Tone. What are you going with? You know, I've, I, I very often do the, the fish dishes. You know, okay. if it's good fish, it um, tastes nice. So, this magnificent fish dish is prepared, and now you have the option of inviting three people from any time, alive, dead, that you know, that you didn't know, it's a tough one, this one, to come to this fish dinner. Who's getting the three invites? It's got to be some travel people. So yes. I'd probably um, I'd probably bring Richard Burton, you know, the um, not not the um, not the Elizabeth Taylor husband one, the, um, no. the Victorian explorer who translated yes. the Kama Sutra and, you mm. know, discovered the source of the Nile and did all sorts of amazing things and spoke innumerable languages and snuck into Mecca. So, you know, I, I definitely like um, I definitely like Richard Burton. Um, you know, I'd have mm-hmm. another sort of explorer. I, I'd, I'd have Joseph Joseph Banks, you know, um, right. Botany Bay. The botanist. Yeah, you know, you know, his travelling around the world with, with um, Captain Cook, you know, when he arrived, it, it would have been like close encounters of the third kind, people who'd, mm. you know, he was a sort of coming in from Mars and, and meeting, you know, he was landing on Mars when he landed in French Polynesia or landed in Australia or New Zealand. You know, it was just this total clashes sometimes of cultures but also meetings of entirely different cultures. So Burton, Banks and? Yeah, we, we've got to, we can't be just all, all the, the men, guys sitting around. And mm-hmm. I've just read a book by an English woman I'd never heard of before, before called Rose McCauley who um, wrote amazing books and I just can't believe that I've somehow mm-hmm. missed out on her. But, you know, Let's um, let's put put some glamour around the table as well. Yes, yes. I, I think I'll invite Jane Birkin. You know, there she was. Ah. She was, you know, she was in she was in the film Blow Up. You know, and I, I like Blow Up for all sorts of reasons, quite quite apart from her being part of it in a very small way. What was your first car? <laughs> first real car that I sort of I had a car called a Marcos. A Marcos. Yeah. Not named after the Philippines dictator. Um, right. the, the name comes from two people, Jem Marsh, M-A-R, and Frank Costin. And um, Frank Costin, his brother Mike Costin, is also the cause of Cosworth engines, which were uh-huh. Formula Formula One engines. You know yeah. a bit about car racing. and I do. Yeah, so Marcos was a Mar and Cos, 
and it was a build-it-yourself thing. You you bought a you bought this body shell from Marcos, and then you bought a wrecked mini, and you took all the mechanical parts out of the mini, and put them in, <laughs> and you made this little miniature sports car. And did it go? It did go. You know, I I, I built it in England, and when I came to Australia, I left it in my grandfather's garage. Where, it, where I thought I was going to be back in a year and I didn't get back for four years. Um, and then I thought, oh, what do I do with it now? And I thought, oh, I'll ship it out to Australia. So I shipped it out to Australia and I had it in Australia for 20 years. And I thought, <laughs> oh, it's, you know, time to move on to something else. And I put it up for sale and somebody in Japan bought it. So it was shipped from Melbourne to Japan, where as <laughs> far as I know, it still lives. <laughs> So that's your first car. What was your very first ever job? What is the first thing you did and received some uh, recompense for it? Oh, I worked in a petrol station when I was a teenager at school. I used to put petrol in. But back when people did put petrol in cars. Right. Where was this? This was in England. What were you getting paid? Oh, I, it was it was shillings back in shillings days. Oh, And wow. it was shillings an hour. So it was not much okay. money. And what did I use the money for? I used the money to buy petrol to put in my motorcycle. <laughs> okay. Best best piece of advice you've received on your journey? Keep on. You know, don't don't stop. Don't don't think it's a uh, you know, there's always something around the corner or over the top of the hill, and you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting over the end of the pandemic. Aren't we all? What is the best concert you've attended? Well, you know, my, my wife is an opera enthusiast. Ah. So I would have to say that I, I have been, now she's been to a lot more than me, but I have been to a number of ring cycles, you know, 15 hours of Wagner, and there are some pretty high high points in that. You know, there are bits I could fifteen hours. Yeah, it's not not all in one hit. You've got spread over a week. There's there's one on in Ooh. Brisbane later this year. Right, I'm not sure. That, I'm not sure that's my go. No, you've got to be an enthusiast, and there are uh, yes, there are lots of enthusiasts out there. But I'm also a rock music enthusiast, and um, yes, I saw Chrissy Hind of the Pretenders just a week ago. Um, ah. Yeah, playing in London while, while most of Australia was in lockdown. Um, but um, I, I can think of several great rock concerts, and one of them was um, Neil Young. And I've I've watched Neil. I've seen Neil Young in America. I've seen Neil Young in Australia. But I saw him in Paris once, and his Paris concert it just hit every. Oh, it was fantastic! You know, he came Brilliant. on doing Powderfinger. You know, you can't can't go wrong from there. I don't, uh, after we figured out setting up this technically, I'm not sure if you're going to have a response to this, Tone. What would be the two most used apps on your phone? Uh, that, that, the first one is, um, is, is Flight Radar 24. You know, where's my plane? I can look at it and I can see it's still 100 kilometres away. Okay, I haven't used that. That's a good tip. Or you can be, I'm, I'm meeting someone at Tullamarine. You know, or Sydney Airport, where's their plane? And I can look it up yeah. and say, oh, I've, it's still 10 kilometres away on final approach. I better hurry if I'm going to be there at the gate. You know, or what the, what's that one flying overhead right now? Oh, that's the yeah. something from somewhere. So flight radar okay. 24, I, I waste too much time on. I like that. And all the other apps that I use regularly are ones that, um, you know, connect with travel. Um, Uber to get me a car here in London, free now to get me a black taxi, um, or Santander to get me a bicycle. 
So I, I use Santander ah. bicycles a lot in um, in London. Um, there's a the parking app in Australia that you know instead of mm. putting money in parking meters, pays for your parking. I use that a lot. So they're all travel apps that I use. I like it. A good variety. Um, what is the thing you have bought from a country and started wearing and thought, "Yeah, that looked pretty cool." Whether it be one of those open neck <laughs> shirts in Bolivia with the with the embroidery down it, or a cowboy hat, or I, a, a I, poncho um, in a, Mexico, I've got a jacket which is getting rather worn out now um, from a Spanish Spanish um, clothes maker. But I bought it at the airport in Bogota in Colombia, in South America. Colombia? In Colombia. I was just catching a flight and I just, there was a shop in this airport and I said, hey, I like that jacket and I've bought it and I've owned it ever since. And a lot of people have, um, have said they they like that jacket. I've been told one of the great that cities. jacket for this photograph. One of the great cities, Bogota, I reckon. I've been mugged um, there. So that's the only city I've ever really been mugged in. Okay. Now, I like a good mugging story because I've got a few I can tell you that I won't bore you with, but what happened? Were you being, uh, were you not paying attention or what happened? Yeah, yeah. I was being foolish and um, I still can't believe it. It wasn't like it was a really dangerous looking place, but clearly it was. And, yes. Um, Two guys um, who sort of got on either side of me and one showed me what a nice sharp knife he had and um, I gave him my camera. (laughs) As you do. Um, Do you have a favourite movie of all time? Yeah, Blade Runner. Blade Runner, Harrison Ford. A Blade Runner's job is to hunt down replicants, manufactured humans you can't tell from the real thing. What's this? Roy Batty, probably the leader. There was just one outfit making replicants that superhuman, the Terrell Corporation. It just, you know, it's a great travel film. You know, you look at that and you think, yes, wow, look what they did to Los Angeles. I'd like to go and see it when it just <laughs> rains all the time. Um, and, uh, when, uh, and when you were growing up, was there a TV show that sticks in the mind? You know, we'll, we'll explore in the main part of the show that you travel around a lot, but was there a TV show you watched as a young bloke? Well, you know, this this is going back to how really, really, really old you are. Yeah, yeah. I remember what, this is even, you know, going back 20 years. Um, 20 years ago, I'm in a comedy club in San Francisco, and they're going back 20 years from that. So, you know, it's 40 years back, and um, they're getting people on this thing to whistle along to um, theme tunes. And, God, everybody knew Flintstones, meet the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> it's can, a yabba-dabba-doo time. time yeah. But I can remember when I was a child growing up in um, America, yeah. Um, yeah. Le- Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Leave It to Beaver. Okay. I've heard of that. I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at it. There were two, two kids, you know, and there's a, you know, this. Uh, absolutely middle-of-the-road family, mum and dad and the two kids, one of whom was sort of a teenager who had girlfriends, I guess, and the younger one, whose name was Beaver, the, the Beaver. <laughs> what a name right, we'll leave it to Beaver. Leave it to Beaver. Starring Barbara Billingsley and Jerry Mathers as the Beaver. Okay, you talk books. You talk books. Apart from travel guides, what are you reading at the moment? You know, I've, I've just finished just finished reading a book. Um, what is it? Dust on My Shoes. Right. Who's it by? By a guy called Peter Pinney. 
an Australian. Um, God, what a character he was. And I'd never heard of him. A friend of mine in Hong Kong said, Tony, I've just read this book. You should really read it. And um, I, I, I couldn't even find it in the, a library in Australia. I, well, there, was a cop, there was a copy in the National Library and you know, the state library or whatever, but local libraries didn't have it. But the, my local library here in London had it. And um, he's traveling from Greece to Burma, Myanmar, so through all those countries, the hippie trail, whatever, in 1949. So just wow. after World War II. And he's got he's got no money at all. He's constantly bludging off people and... Um, <laughs> And yes, and he has no V. He sneaks into countries without visas and then gets arrested. And that's my type of book. That is my type of book. It was, um, you know, it was really very, very readable. I was really surprised. What, and what's it? What's it called? One more time. Dust on my shoes. So that's dust on my shoes. What's your favourite book of all time? Oh God, it's going to be some. You, do you know? It's amazing how uh, when you're young, you read books and they have a much bigger impact on you than later mm. on. And you, you can't go back and recreate that. And I remember I read, you know, we all at some point read um, Catcher in the Rye. You know, ah. when I was a teenager, wow, what a book. Um, I saw a movie about, uh, about that just recently. Um, but, you know, I, I tried to reread it many years later and it had no impact at all. It just it didn't do it. Um, I remember reading Wuthering Heights, you know, that mm, Bronte. The classics. A classic, yeah, a real classic. And you realise why it's a classic. It was so amazing. But again, Heathcliff, Heathcliff, out on the moor. There's a great record on that, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. I like it. Okay. Um, you mentioned um, Bill Gates in the main part of the show. Tell me what we would call a well-known person, a celebrity is not the right term, but a well-known person that has made an impression on you, Tony. Well, I mean, Bill Gates did, you know. I mean, he set, set up that business that, you know, we all use all the time in some way or other unless we use Apple. And I try to avoid yeah. using Apple. I feel that right. with Apple you're sucked into the Apple vortex mm. and I don't want to be there even though I've got an iPhone. And what, how did you meet Bill and what type of fellow was he? It, it was because he was coming to Australia and um, it was in the Keating era and he was he did meet, um, spent time with Bill Keating and... Um, Bill Keating? What's, what's Keating's first name? Paul. Paul Keating, Paul. sorry. Yeah, Bill Gates, Don't Paul Keating, yes. Mm. God, we've forgotten I've Bob Hawke, Paul Keating, John Howard, you know, I shouldn't... You're on it. And that's about where we stop, I reckon, because yeah. after that I think they went off the boil a bit. But anyway, yeah, that's yeah, a discussion they did. for true. another day. They did very much so. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> best and worst. Um, and they, they were, Microsoft at that time sort of made noises about buying Lonely Planet. And this was oh. really pre-internet, so it was the idea of putting um, Lonely Planet onto DVDs, um, which we, huh. we, could, we thought wasn't going to work and it wasn't going to work. So was Bill a nice chap? Yeah, he was, yeah. We had a very interesting chat and, you know, a little bit about travel because he'd, you know, been arrested for speeding in his Porsche just when he was, before he started, um, started mm. Microsoft. And, um, yeah, yeah, he was, he was interesting to talk to, but we, we talked mainly tech stuff. Um, okay. Because they were talking about me. Subsequently, um, I, I paid a visit to Microsoft headquarters. I didn't see him again, but saw other people in um, in Seattle. But you know, it came this, to nothing. The talk came to nothing. This this is one that most people have no problem answering. But uh, as a man that has seen as much of the planet as you have, 
what's your bucket list destination? So somewhere you want to go that you haven't. But for you, I imagine you've been to most places you want to go. No, no, I've got loads of places I'd like to go to still. I've Have got... you? Right, give me one then. Give me one. Um, Somaliland. Yeah, that little corner of, of Somalia that's okay. My daughter has right. been there. Has she? Yeah, because we've got a f- foundation project there, an educational project, and she worked for the foundation we set up. And so she Somaliland. went to Somaliland. Yeah, and I've, I've been to places on the border with Somaliland, borders with Eritrea, Ethiopia, it's in that corner of Africa. Um, wow. And, you know, the, the last country I went to before the um, the pandemic was um, was the Yemen. I was on a little, uh, you know, which is not the safest place, but I was on an, a Yemen, Yemeni island called Socotra, which has been described as the Galapagos of the Indian Ocean. And I was there as the right. pandemic as the pandemic took off in early 220. Um, but I didn't go to mainland Yemen. Well, I did um, <laughs> in transit, um, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but I really would like, if you know, if it was peaceful to, or more peaceful than it is, go to the Yemen mm-hmm. and really, that's a, it just sounds like an amazing country. Any, this is a this is a question that only a, a fellow like me could ask, any surf on this island? It was, did you see any potential waves? No, it's not a, not a surfing island. Um, okay. Scuba diving, there was scuba diving there, but I don't think, I wonder if I did have waves. Because I've been to lots of strange places where you think, God, this isn't the place to go surfing, but the surfers are out there. I'm not a surfer. Yes, no, no. But no. Um, no, I've, I've certainly, you know, I've, I've been to a lot of places where I've, I've asked the surfers, you know, Ireland, for example. Oh, yeah, great surf. Great surf. But, you know, the Irish don't take it up because you can't do it casually. You've got to, you know, be in the deep end with all the equipment and the... Oh, it's bloody freezing too. Freezing, yes, exactly. <laughs> all right, I, I'm nearly done. Uh, what, if anything, scares you, Tony? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if it scares me much, much now, but I did have a, a long period when you know, travelling in dodgy places and I was thinking, God... If I die tonight, this is not the hotel I'd like to find my body in. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah. I can relate How to that. How did he end up in such a useless, grubby <laughs> hotel? The last time I can remember that was in Saudi Arabia. I'd, um, I was going from somewhere to somewhere and I, I didn't get where I intended to by nightfall, so I ended up in some <laughs> grotty town in a grotty hotel. and um, Yeah, and I was thinking, oh... If I die tonight, I, I hope I don't die tonight because I don't want my body to be found here. <laughs> right, last one, and I'll get out of your hair and I'll let you onto your London day. And this is an important one. I don't know how it's going to go for a well-travelled man like you, but this is the defining question on the whole podcast. This defines you as a author, as a traveller, as a husband, as a friend, as an Australian. Are you ready for this one? No. <laughs> Tony Wheeler. Founder, alongside your wife, Maureen, of Lonely Planet, the best book that has ever been written. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No. <laughs> oh, no, Toe. What are you doing, man? No, I've, you're a no. You're a no. I've, I've, tried, I've had it various times, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm with the Italians. This is, this oh. is not pizza. <laughs> Listener.